Welcome to Let's Talk Land, a weekly land education talk show devoted to learning about land and farms, buying and selling, ownership, and especially for real estate agents and realtors. Learn from the experts, guys, free land education. Hi, my name's Lou Jewell. I'm an accredited land consultant along with my co-host this morning, Teresa Martin. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning, Lou. It's a beautiful day. It is beautiful. It's a little cold. Well, you know. We serve Western Piedmont, North Carolina, and Southern Virginia. Just give us a shout. We'll help you out. All of our shows are dedicated to the Realtors Land Institute staff and members. Their site is www.rli, R-L-I, Realtors Land Institute, land.com, R-L-I-Land.com. Listen to me, guys. If you want to buy land or sell land, go to this website, find one of our over 1,700 members nationwide, and definitely one of the accredited land consultants. We just had our land conference last week, and I think we have now around 585 ALCs. Teresa, going to be one pretty soon. Wow. So um, we're very specialized in what we do. We know how to play the game. We'll save you money if you're buying, and we'll make you money if you're selling. Hey, we'd like to thank our sponsor, LandHub.com. Buying or selling land, LandHub is the place to be. Teresa, our guest this morning is Landon Pride. Good morning, Landon. Hi, Lou. Thanks oh. for having me on. Oh, really God, it's, being here. it's a real pleasure. And got to uh, see you guys uh, last week in, in uh, San Antonio, Texas, for our uh, 18th annual four-day Realtors Land Institute uh, conference. And thanks for being one of our sponsors. Absolutely, yeah. It was my first time at the RLI event, actually. I know our company's been uh, a couple times in the past, right. but it was it was a pleasure to be in some 80-degree weather. And yeah meet you and yeah probably 435 other guys other, yeah. other ALC yeah. about 435 of us were there uh where are you calling from I live in Chicago Illinois and I'm a I'm an Illinois boy grew up on a farm right in the middle of the state uh Havana Illinois wow and you're the director of what we're going to be talking about your company acre value right yeah, so I lead up kind of all the sales, marketing, customer management of Acre Value and have uh, been working on it for uh, almost the last seven years. Um, so we've uh, we've had the product around for a while, but continue to keep adding to it and growing it. And you guys, I want to talk about this in the show, about the, how all this stuff started. I'm sure it was because of the computer industry and the technologies that we have today. But uh, you guys are really bringing something very special to the farming industry, especially for us land brokers. Uh, I, I was showing, sharing your website with Teresa earlier, and we were both just flipping out. Uh, you know, we use a lot of different sources, but uh, you guys really got it going. So you, you uh, went to the University of Illinois. Uh, you uh, graduated degree with agricultural finance. So you're, you're a numbers guy, huh? Yeah, I did. Uh, uh our farm in, in uh, the central Illinois, it's really sandy soils, uh, uh, which is a little odd for, for Illinois. We've got a lot of irrigated ground, love growing up on a farm, and uh, sharpened my finance and kind of economic skills at the U of I, and then um, worked for the farm credit system as a banker, financing real estate transactions, specifically mostly uh, farmland transactions there for a couple years out of college and that's really where uh where uh, i kind of started to run up against just how hard it is to find all this land info um and always always dreamed of having something a little little more optimized to just get all the right data in one spot so um you, you guys merged with the uh, ag and analytics at one point too right uh, with, uh, with yeah John a little a little history on acre value we were incubated within the, the technology startup Granular. Granular uh, built and has, has farm management software systems for farmers, and it hooks up with you know John Deere, marketing data, uh, their profitability statements. And so what we built with Acre Value inside the Granular startup was an ability to uh, basically see a digital plat book of, of the entire U.S., um, quickly look up owner data, estimate values on land, and that really serves as, as kind of an entry point in for the granular uh, company to um, set 
sell and market other management tools. In 2017, Corteva Pioneer, the ag company, bought Granular. Right. And so we were a part of them for several years. Uh, but just because Acre Value is so focused on, on farmland and the analytics of what's going on with, you know, the soils, the productivity, the land cover, um, historical sales, it's much more um, land-focused, whereas Corteva is a seed and chemical company. So it made sense to uh, kind of get outside of the Corteva umbrella, and we spun out of, of Corteva in the summer of 2021, and Ag Analytics uh, purchased us last fall. So the team moved over and have been a part of the, the Ag Analytics team for about seven months now. Ag Analytics is a, a pure play tech company really focused on precision farm analytics, sustainability metrics, GIS mapping, and they had a, a, a really great team in place. And we're already working on some projects with uh, agriculture banks and, and other firms that, that made buying acre value a well-rounded part of, of their technology strategy. And there were a lot of the same data layers and, um, you know, financial economic metrics that they were working on that acre value was a good supplement to. So uh, we're, yeah, we're back um, and kind of being reinvested in again with, with the ag analytics company um, and, and building out acre value. Yeah, it says that you have over a million unique users with about $400,000 unique visitors a month. Uh, so uh, Teresa and I added to that number. Yeah. So it's what, what's really nice about acre value is, um, it's very accessible for any farmland owner or farmer to get in there and get the, the critical information um, that they would want to see. And our usage, uh, those users have been built over, you know, several years of, of just having a really good product and being able to see who owns this land, how much of it's tillable, you know, what has sold in this area over the last six months. Um, and we give a little away for free for really local searches. And then for professionals like bankers and investors and land brokers, we roll up all that data and make it it's pretty easy to figure out what's going on in the market from a professional level. So I was just looking at an outline here of your platform. You've got the owner's information, right? You've got the mm-hmm. sales yeah. when it's sold. How, how far back do you go in your sales data? Five years, 10 years, or? You try to yeah, keep it more it's right at uh, eight years. Eight years. So Why? We have all, yeah, all sales back to 2014. Why, why, why um, eight years? Show the current owner data. Yeah. Why eight years, Landon? Why did you choose um, eight years? So, yeah, we've uh, bought and purchased and built some of these um, uh, from from the county level, county level records through a few different vendors, and that's the starting point where we were at and have kind of just, just maintained kept it, it, yeah. kept it at that 2014. Teresa, that, that's good history, though, personal. going back eight years. I mean, there's a lot yeah. happened in the late years in the, in the land yeah. industry. And then what I really like is the crop history. You know, in the old days, we've got, my, my mother's family, we've got 900 acres that uh, great-granddaddy and granddaddy bought, 18 farms between 1909 and 1929. In fact, my grandfather was part when they started the agricultural extension uh he was part of that and they were several farmers would go and they train them and then they'd go out and train the neighbors with the new herbicides or pesticides or equipment or tilling and and uh so quite a history but we're mostly tobacco yeah. tobacco corn and, and soybeans yeah you're talking about that cropland data layer which uh-huh. comes from a nas uh, national ag statistics survey i believe a nas database it's some um satellite database that's guessing what's going on basically every tract for which crop is on it right. uh, it's super accurate i was that's just on a, a call with a, a broker in the south and we were drilling in on some properties uh some ground that had rice on it the last few years and um he was just really impressed with seeing seeing what had happened over a five-year period on that tract of land and it does make it really helpful for our customers and, and users out in the West, um, being able to see, you know, every single tract of land in California that is an almond farm or, you know, is in permanent crops. And then 
especially with comp searches and creating comparative market analysis, just finding the right sales that are matched up with what crop is going on with any tract of land. And that's that's really, if, if I had to summarize what's acre value the best in the world at is we have all the county records merged together with all of the crop and land use records, and that makes for a really powerful way to um, find the attributes of the land and, and how that correlates to, you know, a deal that you're working on that sure. you're you know, trying to bid on to, to be able to sell or um, finding the right buyer and proving the value of, of this type of soil or crop or um, specific tract of land. I know from time to time I've gone to the uh, Ag Extension and gotten the old uh, crop maps that they uh, yeah. the first car I guess they were doing with biplanes and, and flying over and doing the aerial photography, and then they could come back and calculate how many acres of crops were there. And it's really interesting. I did a show on forensic surveying, and we were talking about an ag track uh, that was maybe 50, 60, 70 years ago that's uh, been in timber since, yeah. where it's been broken up, and there was uh, property in the back that was looked like it was landlocked. But uh, with these uh-huh. old ag maps, you could see the old farm roads and clearly see that it went all the way back to back to the property. So they're, they're very, they're very uh, historic, but very useful at times. And then you overlay that with the soil productivity. Why is that important? Yeah, it does vary on on different regions. You know, the driving factor of of attractive land value and. Florida might be for development potential. In California, it's it's mostly water access. But for a lot of the Midwest, uh, it is the how productive is this land based on its its soil type. And uh, each state has a little bit of a different soil productivity index. Um, In Iowa, it's CSR2. In Illinois, it's PI. Uh, in a lot of other, there is a national scale as well called NCCPI. Right. So for any of your uh, students or, or folks getting into land, you kind of knowing how, how those soil characteristics are defined state by state is really important. And then it's really important to kind of be able to start memorizing, um, you know, what's, what's really good productive dirt and what's that number and what's lower class uh, soil. So all of that's easy to find on acre value. Like I said, in the Midwest, um, um, being able to understand if it's a class A, B, or C tract, that that correlates almost directly into what is the corn and soybean yield of that crop going to be, and therefore what is what is its income potential and uh, the value for for the income of that farmland is um, you know definitely derived from from how much money it can produce in a year. And the other thing that I like, and Teresa does too, and this is this is why I'm really interested, especially for realtors, so take note of this, is your valuation process. And you can actually uh, put together multiple uh, properties uh, and uh, do what we call a CMA, current market analysis, in the realtors industry, where we can evaluate the uh, the uh, what we think is the high and the low and the average price. But uh, just, yep. just playing around a little bit, yep. and I didn't have much time. Teresa and I were kind of looking at that and said, holy mackerel, look at this. <laughs> so uh, we're pretty excited about playing with your site and actually using it and making some money, which is what it's really all about. Yeah. And I would, I would just talking you through it a little bit here, Lou and Teresa. Um, you know, there's a couple levels of, of sophistication that you could do for CMAs within acre value. Okay. The really quick uh, kind of estimator one is if, if you're in the core um, – Midwest, 12 states. We do have several in in the southeast as well. We put an estimate value right on that. That's our namesake acre value. Um, And so we're we're analyzing about 50 different data points on every tract of land and then running that against, you know, tens of thousands of sales comps in in the state that the land is in and, and estimating what this land might be valued at. So that you can get in a one-click report. Um, when when I talk to our bankers and our farmland brokers and investors who are essentially putting together a CMA, you can dive deeper and use use those filters to say, all right, here's my subject property. I need, you know, I just got a phone call today. Somebody wants to sell 160 
acres and three tracks. It's 75% tillable. Um, you can expand our filters and say you, you need comps with the acreage range between, you know, 120 and 180, this percent tillable over the last four months. And then we'll show you, you know, the, the closest dozen, two dozen, three dozen comps that fit that criteria. Right. And got- you can click through them, add those in a report, and be able to say, you know, here is here's the most relevant comps for a property that's similar to what you're looking at. And you're able to do all of that and usually less than five minutes we're and gonna, uh, we're gonna, we're really gonna take, get to the right answer, especially yeah. just talking to everyone at RLI in San Antonio. Um, prices are, you know, up 20, 30%. The market's really hot. Maybe some areas, some types of ground aren't, aren't as hot, and it's really important to know what's going on in that local market. And uh, we really think we, we help. We help our clients get there pretty fast with the way that we, our, we our guest today. Is, our guest today is Landon uh, Fry, and this is uh, with Acre Value. This is Let's Talk Land. We'd like to thank our sponsor, LandHub.com. LandHub.com sells your land, land of your dreams. So, Landon, we talked about the first level, and you said that there's three levels. So, what are? Let's go into the next one now. What are the other levels? Yes. Yeah. So you just so with with. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, sorry. you just explained the first one, and now there's one that's a little bit more advanced. Yeah. So for the more advanced uh, users, I call them. We call them our land professionals, folks that are really putting together a packet, a comparative market analysis, or even further documentation to underwrite uh, a farmland real estate loan. What what one really wants to see, especially given you know where the market is going and, and how hot it is in a lot of areas, is to add comps to that. And it's really important to get the right comps um, for for your subject property and to find land that is similar in, in size, recency, um, crop type, soil productivity, etc. So you're able to take your subject property and then hone in and use our filters and acre value to um, decide, you know, how many acres would you like your sales comps to, to be, what, how recent do you want them? Maybe you need to know what's going on in the market over the last two months. Um, maybe land doesn't change hands in the pocket in the, in the county that you're working with, and you do need to look back an entire year uh, to see what uh, land has transacted. Um, in addition to the year, you can set filters that say, you know, I need comps that are at least uh, historical sales that are at least 75% cropland, or maybe it's a subject property that's mostly woods and timber, and you can focus on those. And, and then from there, you're able to filter through and get to the right data, the right historical sales uh, pretty quickly. You can add those to your report, and within... Uh, within five to ten minutes, you know, depending on how many comps you find, how many tracts of land is in the subject property, uh, we show you historical crops, soil type, productivity, owner data for, for all those tracts of land that might be in the comp for the subject property. Um, it could, could generate a 40, 50, 60-page report really quickly and provide some nice professional documentation for, for what you're looking to um, do for underwriting or, or share with a client. Sure. Are there so so? Of course, we've got real estate agents that this will benefit greatly. And then we're talking about the loan officers. Are there other clients that could use this? Are, what what other are there other just regular people there, that farm? I mean, there are. Yeah, I do want to frame most of my stories and anecdotes and and just value props for for the real estate broker market um, for what you guys work on. Um, But we do have, it it does uh, include our customers, our clients, uh, include a lot of different sectors of the farmland market. I think that uh, you kind of have two sides, the, I would say the consumer level on the left and the professional level on the right. Um, On the consumer level, it is you know, anyone who owns farmland, anyone who is who is a farmer and, and kind of looking to perhaps 
understand who owns who owns the farm down the road that might be going up for sale and researching what he wants to show up to the auction and bid to, to in order to get the property. Um, there's, you know, given COVID, we've we've seen a lot of users on our site looking for 10 acres an hour outside of uh, major metros and trying to uh, go find a slice of the quiet life. So there's a lot of activity for farmland and, and research there as well on the left consumer side. Um, and then moving over to the right, land brokers are obviously probably our top uh, persona um, type of clients that really find value in our um, all of our comp data, owner data, being able to find you know the biggest landowners, the landowners who are buying and selling, um, bankers, as I mentioned, and then you know there's quite a few investors in the market. Uh, we've seen over the last. Uh, several years, both in kind of national news as well as even localities, that farmland is a an asset class that has great returns in appreciation and cash flow. And so um, there's definitely an investor class that uh, are, are power users of acre value as well as um, farm managers, appraisers. Um, and then even uh, we learned... We learned this uh, at RLI that the energy market, um, the the new ways uh, that energy is uh, becoming green via wind and solar, uh, that market has a lot of land needs, and so many of those companies um, building and trying to trying to figure out what land to lease are, are also on acre value and, and using using it to find owner data and the right tr- types of uh, parcels. You got it covered. Are there different levels of like? Let's see. What is my question? I don't know how to ask this. Um, like, does everybody pay the same price? Are there different levels of price points available for the website? For the website, yeah. Like, like, would the consumer need it as much uh, depth? Different levels. Um, Again, going back to uh, uh, kind of the scale here. At the most basic plan, you can, with an email address, you can get in and scroll over and see some basic information on every parcel for free. And we even let you download three free reports a month. So that is how we have a million users. That's how we have a half a million, 400,000 folks coming to our website every month because uh, we show a lot for free. Uh, Once you, If you do want to download more than three reports, uh, you can have unlimited reports for uh, $9 a month. Uh, that's our basic plan. And then for the other two paying plans, uh, if you think about that searchability of farmland, uh, for plus, that's our middle plan, you can search and filter all uh, tracts of land by owner or by land use type. So if you wanted to see all of the parcels in California that grew almonds on them, you would do that with like a plus level subscription, our middle tier. If you wanted to see all of the land that a particular farmland investor owned and you knew all the names of their entities, you could do that within the plus level, the middle tier. Uh, And then when you move up to the top tier, it's premium. Um, uh, Basic, I'll go back, basic's nine bucks, plus is uh, $38 a month. And then premium, I believe we're at uh, $99 a month. Um, that is our comp search. So if you wanted to show all historical sales uh, in Cal- or you know in North Carolina where you guys are at, if you wanted to see um, you know all sales that have sold in the last six months, all sales by a certain parcel type, you could view those comp data. So we've tried to tried to draw the lines around where where people are, are willing to pay. Very, very reasonable. Value. Very, very reasonable. Um, the next thing that you had in there was land use. I guess that's your, your crops, different types of crops or timber. And Yeah, why well, I got there, do you, do you segment timber from plantation planted timber versus natural timber? We, we would not... Um, we would not know natural versus planted timber. We would know that, uh, yeah, wouldn't have that 
that so you, granular of a look. You're, you're focused more on ag, so just. And then your custom boundary. That layer would be, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Then your custom boundary and mapping ability. What, what's that about? Yeah, so we can, uh, what we show in the software, you're able to, when you get to the parcel level and need to run a report, we're showing the owner uh, parcel boundary as it, as it might look at the county courthouse. Uh, you're also able to see the farmability boundary from the last, public update of those seal um, boundaries from FSA so that is in there if you need to get in and redraw the boundary you can hit the hit the custom boundaries um, button at the top and that allows you to um, combine parcels you can draw circles rectangles um, and customize the exact type of boundary you need for your report and um, one little feature I like about it is it's uh, you know, you can draw the right boundary you want, um, but often you need you need the report to say exactly 41.2 acres or 43 acres, and the way you drew the boundary is a little off. You can you can kind of type the number you need, and we'll incrementally adjust that boundary, probably what it amounts to a couple inches uh, on the ground in the real world, and it, it fits it nicely. So we can auto-fit um, any boundary that you need to make to uh, redraw the report. Then you've got some new features uh, that, you, that you're doing now uh, where we, Teresa and I, can, uh, can uh, join you and put our listings on. Yeah, so we, uh, we were excited to launch that uh, this past month. As I said, we, we uh, moved over and are owned by Ag Analytics now, and so we've got uh, a few things coming in the pipeline. We're investing in uh, the software and added listings, so... Uh, you can get in. We're offering um, a couple of special deals. You can always call us and, and try to get a deal as well. Uh, but any broker who, who wants to get their listings on there um, can with a premium account right now or will probably end up charging uh, $99 a month beyond that. Um, but you can get in. You can use those custom boundaries to uh, post a listing and do 50 up to 50 listings a month for that rate. Um, and what is really nice about it is we we do have, because there's all this other data on there, um, it's an audience that is active, they return, they're always looking up land and what's going on. And so we're excited to have all of our broker customers who use the software for their CMAs and their BPOs to also post their listings and manage those from the same account and put them in front of a pretty big audience. How, how long is that service? I know you're incorporating with you, but how long has that uh, service been available? How long that has it been out there? You probably, how long has that service been out there, Landon? Uh, we have had it out there for just a few weeks, probably right out of month so we were excited to launch and talk about that at RLI last right. week. So it's not something that was already existing you've actually created it, right? Yep, we uh, custom built all of that um, yep in it's in really house in the past few weeks. Okay. It's really nice. You guys did a great job with it. And then you can re you. report logos and customizations. What, what what are you talking about there? Yeah, we uh, we also just recently um, added logos and customizations to a few things. Um, the main one being those reports that you download. So if you are a, a premium level user and are, are running um, comparative market analysis reports or BPOs, you can throw your logo in there. So um, all the data um, looks really professional and customized from you and has a personal touch to it as well. And then, of course, you, like I said, you had your market reports and your sales data. Uh, and you can do other things like surveys and, and re protective covenants, restrictions, and, and any other data uh, that you want to uh, on that site. So you can, you can build an information site there. Mm -hmm. yep. You know, it's interesting. You guys uh, were founded in 2013. It says acre value is a new way of for farmers and land professionals and landowners to research agricultural land and discover the value of carbon farming. 
which I'd like to get into in our last section. With most comprehensive right. set of farmland data, it's easy to use site. So uh, fastest way to do research and find current valuations. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, uh, utilizing that service. <laughs> Landon, who actually uh, estimates the value of the land for the comps? How does that come about? Estimate the value of the land for, for who? Say that one more time. I, I'm going to break here if that's okay. Yeah, he's going to cut me off. Uh, yeah, a, that's fine. That's okay. fine. Yep. Hey, our guest today <laughs> is uh, Landon Fry with uh, Acre Value. Our sponsor is LandHub.com. View thousands of properties for sale on LandHub.com. Landon, how does the Acre Value valuation process work? Yeah, the, the Acre the acre Value um our namesake valuation model is uh, it's, it uses uses machine learning. Um, so it is taking about 50 different data points on every parcel of land. So we know how many acres it is, the soil type, but we also like know how many corners there are, if it has road access, um, if it's landlocked, um, that could, could kind of take away from the value in some situations. And so given those 50 data points, um, those are ran against the same 50 data points of tens of thousands of other comparable sales in, in a given state or region. And we allow uh, kind of, it is kind of artificial intelligence to um, find the right characteristics and, and estimate a value from many of those comps and many of those variables. Um, this is, this is kind of a good correlation. It, it works somewhat the same way. I'm sure you've seen the, the Tesla um, Tesla cars driving around. They can almost drive themselves at this point. And so the same way that they use millions of photos of stop signs to, to just let a computer figure out how to recognize a stop sign um, over a lot of iterations and practices, um, we... Uh, allow for an algorithm to look at tens of thousands of sales comps and look at all the parcels and infer similarities and variables and allow different weightings to um, go into that valuation model. So we're always working on it. We're always trying to uh, improve it and, and have some partnerships set up to do that. Uh, but it is kind of a new way to approach uh, estimating Every every tract of land across, I think, I think we're in 14 states with that model right now. So there's lots of different things that factor into that. It sounds like. Yeah, I wrote a I wrote a um, four-hour seminar for the North Carolina Board of Appraisers a couple of years ago with Ron Loftus, an MAI appraiser, oh, really? and we named it um, as uh, "Rural Land is it a Rural Land Value is yeah. it an Art or is it a Science." And I tell you, you get into all these sinkholes and what happens to land that's, uh, especially in the eastern part of the state, that goes through a hurricane yeah. or a flood or Midwest, what does the water flooding do to crop, uh, to soils? And, you know, there's, you, you just get into all kinds of stuff. Uh, and, of course, improvements yeah. with uh, yeah. fencing and buildings, and it's, uh, it just goes on and on. So you could use this to challenge an appraisal. If you got an appraisal so. that what that yeah. you didn't feel like was accurate, this would be a good website yeah, so. to visit to be able to to it, utilize the information to challenge the appraisal. It'd make them go, wow. Yeah. <laughs> At least they would know you were <laughs> on top of things. Yeah, because I had one uh, back in the in, uh, last year, and, and they were off $280,000 yeah. Yeah. on a million-dollar purchase. And, yeah. You do and, have to challenge sometimes. Uh, That's why you need a real estate agent. <laughs> oh, good that plug! Is, uh, that's a, that's good a plug, big difference off of an appraisal. Um, yeah, it won't it won't replace a an appraisal where uh, where those are uh, legally required, but it can add for you know for um, loans under a million dollars or you know just estimations between uh, family members. It, it helps in um, some other cases uh, as well. Yeah, estate planning. I do some of that. So. so is there anything else we want to talk about the site? I'd like to move into this carbon credit because, I mean, we could do a whole show on that, and you're welcome to come back. We don't get to cover it all. 
What, what, why is yeah, this sure. Important? We can talk about yeah. we can talk about the carbon. Yeah. What uh, sounds like you've had a few people on your show, Lou. We have, but I, you know, I think uh, you're going to cover it a little bit more in depth because we were we were very specified on uh, peat moss in one situation right. and timber on another situation. We didn't get into the ag. Know nothing about it. Oh yeah, yeah. We're partnered with Indigo Ag on on our carbon. Uh, solution. They, you know, they have developed models and a market over the last couple years. And a lot of these carbon markets are pretty new. Um, you can uh, basically apply and, and try to take out carbon uh, from the atmosphere a few different ways. We're focused on the farmland uh, removal and the opportunities that some of those offset has. I think um, a good summary, I'd, I'd recommend a media um plug here, kind of farming and land in, in the Hollywood sphere. It's on Netflix. It's called Kiss the Ground. Um, and they represent it really well with just how um, kind of a map of the whole U.S. and at planting time when all the soybeans, corn, uh, everything kind of comes in in the U.S., uh, a whole bunch of carbon sucked out of the atmosphere to, to get all the plants going that last all summer. And then once the ground's turned over in the winter, there's quite a bit of a release of carbon and then nothing happens over the winter. And so what you have with, you know, perhaps hundreds of millions of acres is, is the ability to, to turn the soil over a little less and uh, to perhaps get a, a cover crop on there to, to continue to remove and sink the carbon we have in, in the air. So Indigo is basically modeled out, um, and proven with a couple of auditors and clearinghouse firms how to offer credits for for that vast, you know, multi-hundred million acre uh, part of the U.S. on on the cropland. So you can zoom into any parcel in acre value if it if it's available for credits. If it hits the right type of criteria, we'll show an estimated annual value of return um, that the credit market's probably willing to pay and kick you through right to the Indigo team and, and they're working on setting up these deals on, you know, understanding how to verify them with you. They've got a lot of people on the ground and partners, um, agronomists locally to do that. Um, and it's just another, another way that land is continuing to look like a, a really attractive, um, investment and the, yeah, the might not just be corner soy, but there might be a couple means of, of returns in the future from, from land. What kind of dollars are you talking about, Landon? Yeah, I, um, there's, uh, Corteva has a program, Indigo has a program that, that they partner with um, Corteva on as well. I think, I think I've seen a lot of $20 to $50 a year ballpark ranges, Lou. Um, but, um, is that on a per acre? Max vary. I think, I think, Twenty to fifty is, is where is that on a per is that on a per acre? What's the metrics? Is that a per acre value? Per acre, yeah, yeah. Sorry, okay. twenty to fifty bucks per acre per okay. year. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, that's you add that with your lease. If you're leasing the land, I mean, that's real money. Yeah, yeah. It makes the difference. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, farming's a pretty low margin game, so every couple bucks per acre counts for a lot in in many of the many years. Yeah, push that, push that cap rate up on it. Correct, yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you're talking about that, you're talking about uh, low-till, right? Uh, low-till farming as opposed to deep plow is, is where everybody's yeah. going now. Yeah, there's a few agronomic practices. I think it's, it's primarily around uh, tillage and then uh, cover crops. There might be... There might be a couple of things I'm missing, but those are the big two, the kind of preventing a release of more carbon on, on multiple turns of the soil, and then definitely the, the capture aspect of having um, coverage in, in, uh, in the off-season. So the goal is to keep the carbon in the soil, right, as much as you can, right? Yeah, in the soil, but I think with a lot of, uh, these marketplaces, um, there is a, a net removal goal as well. You know, the, we've 
kind of emitted X amount of carbon over the last hundred years and to hit any of these um, global climate standards, there needs to, we need to extract it back out of the air and, and into the ground. And so many, um, I think a lot of these, um, the best deals are, are also trying to take what's in the air out of it. And um, Is that done with the crops, yeah, the different there. types of crops are some, some are absorbing more or less? Yeah. Yeah, well, if a farm, if a if acreage, if a forty acres usually in bare dirt over the winter, but the next ten years it has cover crops, that's gonna that's gonna remove more than than it would have had had it just been uh, bare dirt. So, um, you know, it's the same concept of taking taking land and, and planting trees, and those trees would would be net removers over over the course of several years. What else do we need to know about carbon, carbon credits? Yeah, I think, I think, uh, would, would comment, you know, when you do see the headlines, it seems like at least something every week comes out where an airline or a technology company or a bank, you know, promises to, be uh, carbon neutral by 2030 or 2040, um, you know, that, that basically signals to the market that they're willing to spend money to invest in an offset to, yeah, put dollars in the marketplaces that we've, um, you know, seen Indigo step into and others, and much of that money is going to flow back to, um to landowners and, and land in general, whether it's farmland or, or other types of land. Um, and that could be, I think, I think that combined with um, this topic that we both listened to at the ROI conference last week, the um, kind of the, uh, the goal to switch to green energy um, via solar wind plus carbon and solar and wind projects continue to require either an acre footprint or um, solar, especially a lot more acres. I think we heard several million acres will will go into solar over the, the coming years. And um, I, think, I think I walked out of there feeling a lot more bullish to, to buy my next 40 acres. There you um, go. Given, given all the ways that the energy market which in the prior couple hundred years has mostly been mineral rights and the assets beneath the ground, um, perhaps is switching to the uh, the assets above the ground and, and all that will entail. That's a very interesting comment. And, uh, you know, one of the things that, uh, that I've observed recently is that uh, uh, the financial shows, uh, and I've monitored them for years, but, but uh, they never would mention land as an investment. But I'm starting to hear that on these shows uh, repetitively. So there's something going on there, and it's driving. That's probably why we have no inventory out there, because uh, where do you put the money? And uh, Dozer brought that up, our head economist, in the last presentation. Yeah. Where do you put your money today? And, of course, it's real estate. Uh, that's the hottest. And, of course, land is, is right there with it. Yep. It's, it's, uh, and yeah, and I think we're even seeing that. I, I don't know if I mentioned it. You know, we've got... Um, several hundred users sign up looking for land every day and uh, yeah talking we we try to call and talk to a lot of them and um, definitely I think there's a renewed interest in um, that asset class for professional investors but as well as um, you know just I don't know liberal investors savvy investors who either wanted as perhaps a place to live or recreate, which is now even the recreation grant ground is probably an investment as well. Um, so we, we know from kind of our data and the traffic and the interest in um, searching for land and who owns it, that that's, that's probably true um, in a lot of different ways. I'm sitting here looking at your Facebook. Your Facebook has a lot of, of really good information on it, and I want to uh, just read this because it's talking about carbon farming on your Facebook, and and it talks about the benefits of it, 
and it says that includes stable crop yields, improved water management, improved field accessibility, effective weed management, um, reduced overall operating cost, and obviously it leads to increased land value. So that's pretty cool. But your cool. Facebook is, is really interesting. It's got a lot of good information on it. Yeah, a couple of things that you said there, reduced operating costs, um, reduced chemical. Uh, you know, what we see coming out of the universities, University of Illinois, uh, my alma mater, uh, both the, the economic department there and the crop sciences department, um, I know are really working together to, to understand how to um, basically kind of sell and study the profitability of um, what, what we call more regenerative farming or conservation farming, uh, because it's got to be able to make money and, and return and have a, have a profit for, for the farm. That's really how it gets from a new idea or uh, a practice to widespread adoption. Is It is still um, an economic marketplace, and farmers, um, you know, have have really built up yields. Um, they've worked with really low grain prices. Grain prices are doing pretty well at this point, but uh, they're not going to run to to change and risk how they how they make income and make money and, and get the yield unless it proves itself to be uh, more economical. So I know that um, a couple of ways that, that that would occur, there's just been a lot more research around, um, yeah, having a covered crop, um, over the soil, you know, reduces the other types of weeds that could come up. When you when you do that, you can often till or, or plant right into it, and because there is um, um, kind of a root system in there, the soil is a little lighter. Um, you till less, you're not running it over it, spending fuel and machinery and labor time. So even reducing the passes over ground. Uh, and save you know five, ten, fifteen bucks an acre, and so that's that's part of the education and the impetus that's going along with um, trying to uh, build up this market opportunities to, to really um, help educate the the financial returns that are there that are incremental. Um, if it was hundreds and hundreds of dollars of acre, it'd, it'd be pretty easy, but it is a, a little bit of a different way of management and still probably at the margin to, um, uh, yeah, keep, keep the P&L statement in the green effectively. With all this technology like uh, AcreValia and your, your associates and the robotics of equipment now, uh, what's going to happen over the next 10 to 20 years? You know, we're, we're, our population keeps increasing, uh, weather patterns keep changing. There's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, negative influences uh, and, and looking towards the future and feeding our world population, where, where do you see things going? I mean, how much more can we dissect and change chemicals and, you know, have faster equipment? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, get yeah. Get your crystal ball well, out. I think that, <laughs> um, you know, even in, um, you know, the world events of 2022, and um, I didn't live through much of the 80s, but... You know, it was trade and inflation and um, uh, kind of trade wars and some commodity problems between the United States and Russia. And here we are in 2022, and a lot of the same headlines are appearing in the news. Uh, and I think that, yeah, the kind of population continues to increase. You know, the, um, the amount of land in farming has probably shrunk a little, but um, production's definitely increased year over year and, and prices especially during this time are are really high um, given how grain and everything is moving so um, I'm I think I think we're always gonna we're always gonna need to eat there's like first principles fundamental truths that we're gonna have to feed the world and uh, do it in a way that's uh, low cost and gets to everybody and the demands upon uh, the land, as we learned with, um, we learned last week, you know, solar, solar has a, a lot of potential, but if you take out 
several million acres to produce uh, solar energy. That's probably several million pretty prime crop acres that are out of production. Um, and so, therefore, the acres that are left need to need to continue boosting yields and be farmed pretty efficiently. So, with <clears throat> with these new energy options that are, like I said, above ground, um, that's besides urban sprawl or whatnot, taking acres out, and you know, we still need to uh, find better ways to improve yields and kind of continue on the the general research and development path that we've been on. Um, so I think, I think, uh, I see the big picture is, is just, um, so many consumers wanting, um, wanting to know where their food comes from, uh, being much more interested in, in how it's grown and, and also now being pretty, um, in tune with where their energy comes from and how it, it gets there. That's just going to... Um, kind of circle back to our sphere, what we're doing at Acre Value, how we're brokering land. Um, it's going to make make it more valuable to find the right um, highest and best use, as as we would say, for for every tract of land. And instead of just a couple options of um, building a building or farming it or using it for hunting, I think there's going to be uh, several options of what is highest and best use for any tract of land, and that's going to be where our expertise using data and local knowledge um, and the preference of the buyer or the seller is going to, um, yeah, make our jobs more interesting and, and be probably more needed in the next five years than, than perhaps they've been today. Teresa, anything else you got there? No, I have, but I, I have a question, and this is a very simple question. Like, I had a client come in one time from Florida, and he came in just to do a soil sample. So, were these soil reports are on here? Would that aid negate. in that, yeah, negate that, or negate it completely? Might be depending on what he's looking for specifically. Yeah, because different crops use different types of soil. So, when we get into these soil reports, is the soil report that detailed? Yeah, so um, let me try to repeat the question back to you. Okay. How how detailed is the soil report, and were you asking about Florida specifically? Well, he was coming from Florida to North Carolina to do a soil report oh. because he wanted to plant grapes for a vineyard. So he said he had to have a specific type of soil. So would would it have been beneficial for him to look at your website and look at the area to see this, so I just wonder how how you know specific we're getting in this soil report. Like how yeah. detailed? What what type of what type of soil did he needed? What type of project was he working on? A vineyard. A what? A vineyard. A vineyard winery. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, that is interesting. I I think grapes do. Um, I don't know if they need sandier soils or more clay soils. Um, what he, he could do that in acre value. Um, you would be able to search the type, the productivity range of soils, and you could optimize if he, if he knew what county he wanted to buy in. He could hone in on um, the, the type of soil that he wanted to see show up in those tracks um, and kind of look at it from a really big picture first, like what land has this range of soil that I need and you know we might have like 40 or 50 parcels pop up and we show you the owner and the mailing address and you could basically use that as a, a lead generator to say I need to go talk to these people and, and find see if they're willing to sell perhaps right and there's a lot of situations that you could could do that uh, kind of really proactive lead generation to find the right types of owners of ground um, that you would want to prospect um, if he had a specific track, if he knew he was bidding on or looking at three different properties, yeah, he could pull a report. He could see exactly what soils were on them um, and know that, that one might have been more optimal for uh, his vineyard than another.
another. So all, all of that data is in acre value. We've got a couple minutes left. Uh, one of the things I was noticing is uh, uh, talking about your, uh, your uh, comps that you were in these states, California, Florida, Georgia, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, Minnesota, Nebraska, here in North Carolina, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, and Wisconsin. Uh, I mean, are you planning to expand that service to other states? Yeah, we are. We, um, I'll mention uh, one of our long-term customers uh, is Farmer Mac as well. They're a, a national secondary market for ag uh, real estate mortgages. So we work pretty closely with, uh, with them. They really like our data model, our data, and um, wants to help use that for some of their underwriting processes. They work with a lot of local banks across the U.S. on farm loans. Um, so they're, because they have to do in-house collateral evaluations and um, have a, loan coming, a lot of loans coming across their desk, we're uh, working with them. And I think one of the areas that we'll probably collaborate and help out on is um, really fine-tuning that acre value valuation model that I talked about right. and expanding its geography uh, beyond the states that you mentioned and um, uh, continuing to improve so it. Stay, so stay tuned. At, at the moment, yeah, at the moment that valuation model still is uh, really focused on uh, the valuation of farmland, but I know that um, I know that it would probably be nice to have it on timber and pasture and, and all types of land. So we'll. Well, you've been a great guest that. today, Landon, and we were so excited to, to know you and to uh, learn about your company and what you do. And we're going to spread the word, believe me. And um, so uh, thank you for joining us. And how do they get in touch with you, Landon? Yeah, you can. Um, you want to shoot me a note? You can. It's pretty easy. And, and Land is in my name, actually. It is. Uh, Landon, <laughs> L-A-N-D-O-N, at acrevalue.com. Um, and then uh, if you uh, want to give us a call, we've got a few people who are on our company line, 866-245-2631, 866 Ag Land One. Um, you can find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, all that um, stuff, and, and certainly check us out. Again, uh, a lot you can uh, trial and figure out and poke around on AcreValue.com. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today. Let us know how you like the show. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to suggest, we'd appreciate them. All of our questions are welcome, and all of our guests may be emailed with your questions as well. This show is for the public and, most importantly, for real estate agents who do not have a source for land education. All of our shows are downloaded after the show this morning on our master website, www.letstalkland.net. That's .net. Also, you'll find us on Spotify and Podbean. Teresa, how do they get in touch with you? They can call me at 336-209-2937 or email me at teresa.mylandpro at gmail.com. Cool. And my email is lou, L-O-U, at mylandpro.com. My cell phone number is 336-669-1405. Hey, we'd like to thank our sponsor, landhub.com. If you're looking to buy or sell land, landhub.com previews thousands of properties nationwide. So check them out. Roddy, how do they get in touch with us here? Well, Lou, they can go to our website. Go to wkte1090.com. And also they can download the simple radio app and hear us anywhere. Simple? Simple radio. Isn't it simple, Teresa? Absolutely. See? She did it like two or three years ago, and she still knows how to do it. <laughs> simple? Once you do it, you know. Once you do it, it's simple. Wow. Yeah. And so you can listen to us anywhere in the universe? Anywhere, yes. So you can listen to our show. That's right. That's why we get all these inquiries from around the world. That's right. Amazing. See? I wonder Amazing. where it came from. Yeah. And, uh, and our website? Is WKTE1090.com. And what do you find there? You can find all of our programs that we have going on on the radio. And what do we play? Teresa? Happy music. <laughs> <laughs> Beat you oldies. Get you in the good mood. Absolutely. So if you want to be happy, mm -hmm. go to that simple radio app if you're outside of our 75-mile radius. Right. Or you can go to our website, WKT1090.com, ah, and click on there also, okay. and it will send you to the simple radio app. Cool. 
And we've won some nice awards, have we? Yeah, seven years in a row being the top uh, beach and oldies radio station. Seven is kind of lucky, right, seven? Lucky seven, that's yeah, right, yeah. Wow. And you won a nice award not too long yes, ago. Yes, it's the Reader's Choice Announcer of the Year Award. Well, imagine why. Mm-hmm. Teresa's up next. Is she? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining us this morning. We'll see you next week. Landon?